0: Tonight we're in the Gospel of John. Okay, John 6.22 is where we're going to
1: start. And then we will pray. I'm kind of giving you a second to get there. And then um,
0: we will pray. And we will pray now. Father, we we love you, Lord. We, we thank you for this place here right now, Lord, to come and worship you. Lord, as we read your word and and. Share your word tonight, Lord, and and, um, think about your word, Lord. Help us to understand. Lord, uh, by your Holy Spirit, the teacher of the word, Lord, give us wisdom and understanding through your word, Lord. We know you're in your word,
1: and and, um, we just thank you for that. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, See,
0: make sure everybody's in their place, their regular place. uh, Okay, yeah, it looks good. Um, I'm going to read a few verses here. John six twenty two. The next day, the crowd that stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other small boat there except one, and that Jesus had not entered with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples had gone away alone. There came other small boats from Tiberias near to the place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into small boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? So that's as far as I'm going to read right now. Um, Now, in in starting this story, this is right after the feeding of the 5,000. Okay, Jesus just fed the five thousand and um, performed that that miracle, right? Uh, turning uh, a little bit into a whole lot and feeding all these people, and they were well fed. And then when they were done, the um, Jesus went on up to pray, on up the hillside to pray, and he sent the disciples out in the water, right? And uh, it's not a small, I shouldn't say, right. This is not a small group study here, uh, but he did do that. Let me just say that. And it, and it says on the next day and the next day is after that. I meant to say that first, but, um, and he sent the disciples on the head. All these people ate like 5,000 men plus women and children, right? Sorry, did it again. And, they, they all ate. They were well fed. And I think it kind of got through the cl- crowd that he started with a little. And this was, this was a miracle thing. And Jesus provided this meal. <clears throat> so on the next day, the crowd stood on the other side of the sea, on the other side of the sea, and saw that there was no other small boat there except one, and that Jesus had not entered with his disciples into the boat. So there's one there. Jesus didn't get in it, but that his disciples had gone away alone. So the disciples went out on the water and, um, without Jesus, and people saw that. And you could, you could go. I, I, you've probably seen Galilee. I didn't set up a thing up there. But, and you could go. Tiberius is over here somewhere, and they fed somewhere just above there. And they kind of went to Capernaum up like that, and um, you could go by land, Right? Some people, some people were going by land or were gonna go by land. But what they're looking for is Jesus. Right now, Jesus fed them, and they saw what happened, and the disciples went out on a boat, and Jesus just happened to have walked on water that night. Okay. That's not that's not what we're talking about tonight, but he just happened to perform another miracle for the disciples. And he walked out to them on the water. And that's what these people don't understand, that, that he, he didn't walk around. He walked out on the water to the disciples, right? They, they didn't see it, but they saw the feeding. So the, the disciples had went away alone. Verse 23, I'll get this, get this flowing in a little bit, although we'll start telling jokes or something. <laughs> there came other small boats from Tiberias near to the place where, where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Other people are coming. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boat, small boats, and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. That's kind of the title of this night: seeking Jesus. And in the in the practical application of this, um, and and some of us might think we're real secure and we we don't need to seek Jesus or. Um, and he needs to be sought every day of our lives, you know, and we don't, we don't see him, but we see him in so many ways and we need to see him more. And and so these guys are looking for him. And one thing, uh, I guess kind of was on my heart this, this week was, um, the, the reasons we're seeking him, the reasons these people are seeking him. And and he's going to say it clearly here, but um, he's not our genie. He's not, he's, not, um, he's not anything but our Lord and Savior. He's not just our safety net so we don't fall into hell or something. He's, 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 our, he's the Savior that climbed on the cross and gave his life. And, and I, I, would, I would have preached that to these people right now before they even got to Jesus. Uh, he's because you're uh, because of why they're looking for him and I mean I question myself I question myself and when I think of different stages of life now that I'm about to go on medicare uh, in case I didn't tell you that but uh, it's not even on my mind really but (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) he But, you know, I can go back like in in, um, the last 30 years, 30-something years, in like 10-year increments. And, I I mean, I I had it wrong a lot of times. I still had salvation. When when I found Jesus, he wasn't lost. I was lost. And there came a time in my life when I um, come to understand. He caused me to understand like one day in my life in the car. I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by me. I understood that one day. And I was saved. And salvation was secure. And I understand that today. But um, I still need to seek Jesus daily. I still need more Jesus. I need to um, be an ambassador for Jesus. You know, um, I need to let Jesus be Jesus. Because I know when I walk into a room... Jesus walks in that room and there's no pride or arrogance in that. It's just a fact. And the same thing for you guys. If, it, if you're born again in here and you walk into a room, Jesus walks into that room um, in the presence of the Holy spirit in you. That's, that's the way it is. And sometimes people see Jesus and you don't even realize it in, in, just in your in your Christian walk, in your in your um, your your your
1: your speech, uh, however you're living for Him. And these people, when they found Him on the
0: other side of the sea, they said to Him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Like <laughs> you weirdos, <laughs> really? When did you get here, huh? I think they really meant something else, but that's, that's just me. Like, how did you get here? A bunch of us, some of us walked and some of us took boats. We didn't see you. And, but they
1: said, when did you get here? That's the question. The answer has nothing to do with the question.
0: Okay. Verse 26. Then he, Jesus answered them and said, truly, truly that means like verily verily right in your in your king james and maybe like hey listen up i say to you you seek me not because you saw signs but because you ate of the loaves and were filled signs miracles right and john refers to miracles as signs and jesus did here but not because you saw who i am not because you saw A miracle, not because you saw
1: what God did for you, it's because you got free lunch. Right? I said, right again. You can't answer. I can't. Okay, you can answer. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, for they
0: got a free lunch. That basically that's what it was. And not only did they get a lunch, if you stop and picture that for a minute, and they were eating and they were, they were, like he had them sit down like in groups of 50, right? You read that somewhere before? And they didn't just like, oh no, you go first and, and, and I'll just take a little, like we do some places. I won't say the men's retreat. And then the bowl's empty when it gets there, but I won't do that. The, um, they grabbed food. This is the way I see it. This is just a mental picture I'm sharing with you. They're, they're sitting down in their grill and They're like, oh, oh gosh, darn it. And they're, they're partying. They're eating and they get full. You know what they do when they get full? They eat a little more. You know, and they're laying back and saying, that's the best lunch I ever had. It never ran out. I got all I wanted and I was full. And then they say, he, then Jesus says to them, this isn't like um, kind and comforting words. This isn't like um, stroking them. Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me. Seeking Jesus is a good thing, right? You seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled.
1: He wasn't giving them strokes. And he says, you're, I guess if, as we relate that
0: today, however, however we're doing our walk on any given day, um, we need to draw back, and this is part of drawing back to our first love, and remember that we need to be seeking Jesus. And that doesn't mean like you know I'm, I'm going out looking under rocks. I mean in my life and in my action, and in others, and and in um, um, however Jesus is. Jesus is not you know Jesus is not like me. Let me tell you that for sure. I think some of you would attest to that, but. Um, but he wants to be Jesus in us. You know, he wants to he wants to do what he does. What he wants to do um, he, he wants to save people. Does he want to save people? Um, yeah, he he and and somehow he he wants to use us. He wants to come through, you know? And it's not because we're something special or because we got, you know, we're so good at 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 putting it out, it's because that's what he does. And he does it through us. That's his choice. And so these people are seeking him because they ate the loaves and were filled. They were satisfied physically. And if it, I guess I would say it like this. And I hope I'm expressing this well tonight. For our life application now. If, if, if we're filled and satisfied and we've got enough Jesus... We're in a real bad place. That's not where you want to be. That's not a, a walk that's growing. Okay, that's that's like taking this, this gift I've gotten and keeping it to myself. And and that's not just because keeping it from others, but even for myself. It's keeping him from, from doing what he wants to do in me and through me. Verse 27: Do not work for the food which perishes, but for for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you, for on him the Father has set his seal. Okay, so what Jesus said there is, um, uh, quit your jobs. There's no reason to be working. You know, shouldn't work for food. And um, lay on the couch. And then he'll just make everything happen for you. That's kind of what he's saying, right? Wrong. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> um, that's exactly what he's not saying. And, I, and the, the way, one way I would put that, he says, he's, what he's saying is, when you're working for your food, do it in Jesus' name. Do your job as in service to the Lord. Do what you do as in service to the Lord, as if you were doing it for Jesus right then. That's what he's saying. And store up your treasures in heaven. Have you read that somewhere? Yeah, store up your treasures in heaven. You're going to work and earn the money for your food, sure you are. Okay, what did Paul say?
1: If they don't work, don't feed them. Right? They're bums. He didn't say that part, but... Um,
0: it's And, you know, we don't want to take a scripture or a line out of scripture and misuse it or, and, or misappropriate it, I guess. But he says, Do not work for food which perishes, And so we're always working for him and, and we're storing up our treasures in heaven and um, we're working for food, which endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give to you. So it doesn't come from the work that we do. It comes from the son of man, right? Right. Um, (laughs) It, and that's the, that's the only place it comes from. The Father, Father God has set his seal on him. Um, and I'm not even looking at my notes. And I uh, just about threw them away this morning anyway. What, what little, what, what I had here, I did throw some away. Because uh, I didn't want to come up here and read notes. But I am going to read something, okay? And it says this, this. is what it says. Set his seal on him. God the Father has guaranteed him. A seal was a mark of ownership and a guarantee of the contents. That's what a seal was. You know about the rings and and all that kind of stuff. I saw a thing on, on um, something yesterday. and um, said that, when a, that a knight, when a knight used to travel, they took a signet ring. They'd go into an inn, they'd go play, and they'd just stamp, stamp the thing. They didn't pay. And it, that was a guarantee that they would come back and pay or they'd have somebody come back and pay. Kind of like us using a credit card today. Um, and it, um, it, God put his stamp there, and, and it's a guarantee He set his seal on him. And like I said earlier, there's no other place. There's no other name by which we must be saved. And that includes me and you. We're we're not part of that. We just receive from that. And then he operates through us if we let him, if we want to take part, if we want to continue to seek him. Not like these people were. And not, you know, um, I don't want to just badmouth these people, but he wasn't being kind to them when he said that you seek me and knowing that
1: most of them are going to turn away. They're not going to keep following. Therefore, verse
0: 28, they said to him, what shall we do so that we may work the works of God?
1: Not the worst question, I guess. What do we do that we may work the works of God?
0: And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him
1: whom he has sent. Huh? The work of God is to believe in him whom he has sent. So I guess when when
0: I had a job, um, when when I used to work, part of being that old guy, but anyway... I guess um, I, was, I was going to work for somebody and then I would do a job for them so that I would collect money. And then my intention was to do what they were paying me to do. And that was before I was saved. And then two years later after, on that job, two, two years later, two and a half years later, I got saved and um, God had used that job to get me saved, to get, to get it where I could see, or, you know, I could hear and my heart would be open. And, um, then, then I learned that the work of God was to believe in him who he has sent. So now I, 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 I believe in him who he sent and I, and I've received salvation. There's no doubt in my mind and there's nobody that knew me at the time had any doubt that, that, uh, Jesus, that Jeff had turned into some kind of Jesus freak, and um, but then I would go do my. I still go do my job and still earn a living. Okay, I never thought that he didn't he didn't want me to go to work, but now I'm going to do it as in service to the Lord. So it, it looks a little different. It looks a little different to other people. Uh, it looks different to me, and I don't mean um, trying to impress people. I don't mean to be. Um, this or that, but do what I'm paying to do and maybe a little more. And, and um, because now I've taken on the name Christian and everybody knows it. The, and and I'm now, now you get a story. <laughs> I know you've been waiting on a story. And I, I went to work at a prison in um, Blythe, Blythe, California. And um, everybody know where Blythe is? Well, you should if you ever go to California, but, um, and one of the prisons out there in the desert. And when I went down there, when I drove down there, I, I was, I, I'd been in not a, not a great place. Backslidden state, I guess you'd say. Um, didn't, um, never thought my salvation was in jeopardy, but I knew my walk was. And so I told the Lord, cause I'm a pretty smart guy. This guy. And you'll know after I tell you what I said. I had a long drive from Northern California. Took me two days. And I said, you know, I'm not going to be your upfront guy over here. I'm tired. And so I'm going to be kind of an underground Christian for a while. I still belong to you. And so I was showing him how smart I was. So anyway, um, And and yeah, I'm not going to be that guy at at this new prison, Ironwood State Prison. (laughs) Anyway, um, so when I got there, I was in a class. I was put in a class, and I walked into the room, and there was these um, banners all along the wall. And there was a classroom of people, like 40 people, not near this big the classroom, but there was these banners on the wall, and the instructor said, go stand under the one you most identify with. And the one, there was one right over here, about the third one over, it said Christian. I didn't even give it a thought. You know, it wasn't something I stopped. I just walked
1: over and stood under that sign. And I guess to, to shorten the story, by the time that day was over, or by the time I walked on
0: the yard, everybody knew I was a Christian. I mean, I had an inmate walk with me first thing. Are you that new Christian sergeant? And, and he was probably a little bit like these guys, just wanted to, some food. He wanted to take advantage of me a little bit, thinking that, that, but that's another story. But I stood under that sign. I didn't even think about it. And I had told God, not, not now, not here. I'm tired and I, I, I can't do this right now. And so when I got to my car that day, it, it, you know, and I, and I said I was a smart guy. That's not true. I was a little, I'm a little slow. So when I got to my car at the end of that day, I didn't, nothing had crossed my mind about it. And um, somebody did say something to me. I guess I should tell it. I, well, when I was walking out of the classroom on the first break, the guy turned and looked at me. There's 40 people walking out
1: of the classroom. We we're in a hallway, and he turned to look at me, and he said, You're one of those that think there's good in everybody, don't you? Aren't you? I mean, he'd
0: said it like that. I was like, he, he's upset. He's upset because I stood under that sign, and he's afraid I'm going to be nice to inmates. And I said, you got me. <laughs> I don't know. I got no defense. I, I, I think I am. I think there is good in everybody. And, and he, didn't, he didn't take it any farther, but he said it so cold and so direct, and everybody heard it. And so anyway, when I got out to my car, just as I'm getting ready to open my car door, it hit me. you just exposed. Just, you just said you weren't going to be that upfront guy, and you were the guy standing under the sign. And you think everybody don't know it? You, don't, you think that does? And I started laughing, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll bet you got a good laugh when I was driving down here, thinking that, that yeah, right, okay. And, and it didn't go that way. It did not go that way. As a matter of fact, then I'll stop with the storytelling. But um, I went to Calvary Chapel of Blythe, and um, I heard the word of God coming from the pulpit. Like I hadn't heard it in a while, in those small towns in Northern California. And uh, I was, I was, um, I, I, I what I say is I was born again again. I know that's not real scriptural, but I was, I was regenerated, and turned on to Jesus all over again. And and so anyway, it didn't go that way at all
1: from the first day. That's how God works. So they said to him, well, no,
0: let me read the 29. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Okay. You believe in him who he has sent. He's saying, you got to believe in me. So they said to him, what then do you do for a sign so that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? And he had just told them, you don't seek me because of the signs, right? You seek me because you are filled and satisfied with food. And now they say to him, what sign do you, what do, you do for a sign so that we
1: may see and believe you? What works do you do? Do you perform? And it kind of goes like this: You want a sign? Woo! Woo!
0: They're all gone. That's, or that's what I was thinking anyway. I'll give you a sign. But that's not what he did, right? That's not quite Jesus. I mean, I was sitting in my office practicing that, but uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, I, you know, just like poof, and there they all poof, they're gone, you know. Uh, there's, your, there's your sign. But so they asked for a sign after they had seen the sign, right? After they saw the, the, uh, him multiply that food. That was, that was a miracle. And so then they asked him, um, what kind of tricks are you going to do for us? Another way to put it, I think, you know, maybe in my simple way, my simple fleshly way. And um, I'm kind of losing my place here. What work do you perform? What are you going to do? And, and I guess in all fairness to them, they, they, um, maybe they're asking, by what authority are you doing this? If I was going to give them a little credit. Okay, what's your authority? And, but they clearly say,
1: what do you do for a sign so that we may believe in you? Jesus, I'll believe in you if... doesn't work. I'll believe in you if, right? It's like him saying, I'll save you if. It doesn't work that way. Um, I believe
0: in you. What does believe mean? I put my trust in you. Faith, right?
1: I put, put my faith in you. I stake it all on you. Verse 31. Our fathers ate the manna. We got plenty of time, right? Our
0: fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them food, gave them bread out of heaven to eat. And Jesus says, Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my father who
1: gives you the true bread out of heaven. Moses gave our fathers food, then they ate, and he gave them bread out of heaven to eat. And Jesus,
0: because they didn't say Moses, right? But Jesus brings up Moses, because that's who they're putting their trust in at this time in the law. They're putting their trust in Moses, and he knows this. And he says, it wasn't Moses who's giving you the bread out of heaven, but it was my father who gives you. It's my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. I could just see him pointing to himself. Okay,
1: it's, it, it's my father who gives you me. I just got through telling you. He gives you me. And, and, um, there's a lot of stuff in this world. There's a lot of whatever. And you know, and, and some of it's fun, some of it's
0: neat, some of it's necessary. Um, I, I was almost going to be crude there, but I'm, I'm not in the men's breakfast. <laughs> um, we need breakfast. I need breakfast more than ever. I need breakfast. I can't. I can't operate anymore if I don't eat. Um, and I pretty much need another meal. Okay, I can get by without a third one, but. Um, and, and things like that, you know, I'm talking about um, necessities. Um, I need a car, okay? I could get by without one now because I don't have to be at a job, but, but I really like to go places and stuff, so I kind of see it as a need. And, uh, but I could probably live without it. But no matter how you put that, okay, things, material things, you know, um, and God supplies a lot of stuff to us. We're so, we're so blessed. Even the, the poorest one in this room is, is so blessed. If you compare ourselves
1: to, to others um, in other parts of the world. And um, what we need is Jesus. That's what we need. And not just
0: for salvation. For life. To get, to, to, to get through this life. Um, and in any other way, it's just, it's just a mess. It just, um, and I, I don't know, you know, I, I know people that don't know Jesus and I
1: care about them. And, and uh, they can't see that it's a mess. You know, it's like, and, and it's it just, um, I, guess, I guess my point is for us, can,
0: um, assuming I'm talking to believers, if I'm not, you need to get saved tonight. Uh, because you don't know anything about no tomorrow, but um,
1: is we need to not just take that for granted. We need to not just think that we have it and
0: I got it. You know, I, I don't need much more, and um, it's not true. And that and part of the point is that of that is, um, you know, our, our Christian disciplines. We need to pray. We need to. Um, you know, talk to God. We need to read our word. We need to study it. We need to go to, we need to be involved in fellowship and especially like in small groups or in Bible studies. And, you know, including you guys are, are um, not forsaking the gathering here and you're gathering together. But so you need, we need into, intimate studies also. And we need to, to be around, we need to be around people who aren't saved. Let me make that clear. I think it's it's, it's necessary. Otherwise, how did they get saved? And, um, but we need to be around people who are, are saved because otherwise we'll get drawn in. We need to take great care with that. You, know? um, you, you get my point on that. The, the bread that comes out of heaven, okay, that's Jesus. We know that's Jesus. He gives them the true bread out of heaven. The Father does. He's giving you Jesus. And I'm standing here before you. That's what he's telling them. I'm right here. And I know, you know, if if somebody said that to me, I, I would be like, really? You know, and so I can understand they're, they're not taking that in or, or um, and I can I can tell you for sure that the first several hundred times probably, I don't know, but I know of a couple for sure, that he he let me know he was around and and he was um, he was there. I wasn't interested. You know, I, I can remember um, dropping a truckload of stuff off with a, with a guy, an, old, an older truck driver. He was like my age now, but old guy. And uh, we were in New York and it was early in the morning. You know, you get there early, so you get a couple hours nap, you know, parked outside the warehouse. And there was a uh, swap meet right there, right, right on the other side of the parking lot. And um, there's only one bed, so I'm going to be staying up. And so I went over that swap meet. It was like six in the morning and it was open and there was a, a Jesus freak out there wanting to tell me about Jesus. And I'm like, dude, I am not interested, you know? Um, and that was, you know, that was, um, one of the Lord's people telling me, you know, and he was real nice about it. And, But I can remember telling him, I remembered it vividly after I got saved, you know, certain things you start, I remember, because I was a little mean to him, you know, because he said it twice. I said, I only tell you, I only tell you no once. And the second time, it's not going to be nice. So you need to walk away, you know, uh, being a a tired idiot, you know, or whatever. But, um, and I, but I remember that. I remembered it vividly. I thought, boy, I wish I could hug that guy and, and apologize to him, you know, and
1: Um, I'm going to keep moving on here. Verse 33. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. And you can find him anywhere, any path, any religion. No? No? His name is Jesus. He's not, in, he's not in, 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 in your religion.
0: Right? His name is Jesus, and he wants a relationship with us. And he's the only way to heaven. He's the way and the truth and the life and the only way to heaven. And uh, we're to worship him because he's God. It's just that simple. I don't, I don't know how. Sometimes I don't know how to... How to tone it down for people i don't know um i don't do like i did at first at first i said do you know jesus as your lord and savior and they and they would say no not like you're talking about and i said well do you know you're going to hell (laughs) yeah i asked some people that When I transferred up to Susanville and then and they're like, oh, my goodness, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I hope I never talk to this guy again. (laughs) And I talked to some of them later when when a couple of guys got a hold of me and toned me down a little bit. Or I or I said. um, Enjoy eternity in hell. (laughs) It's like, whoa, you know, I mean, just overzealous and, and, you know, but but I learned I learned a few things and. Then they said to him, verse 34, then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he, will, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I, said, but, I, <clears throat> but I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. See, he wasn't all nicey-nicey. Uh, like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get it one of these days. He said, but I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing. But raise it up in the last day, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise Him up on the last day. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you for your Word, Lord. Lord, um, anything that I've expressed is not your Word or your will, Lord. Uh, help help my brothers and sisters to um, never remember that, Lord. But, Lord, uh, but everything that's in your word, everything that's in your will, Lord, and and your desire for their lives, now, today, Lord, tonight. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share
1: your word. Lord, um, we love you, Lord. Help us to love you more. And we pray in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen.